the six leadership principles. Six leadership principles. I wanted to talk about six leadership principles that I've observed in my years in real-world leadership positions and through my own experience both as an active duty uh, officer in the Marine Corps and also as an actual practicing attorney, practicing attorney, representing clients in local, state, and federal courts for over 20 years, over 20 years, and not just somebody with a law degree, someone who's actually making a living as an attorney, actually with trial experience at all of those levels. Okay, so there's a difference. There's a difference. I, I say that because there's a difference. There's a difference between some guy who was just in the military for two months and washed out because he had a back problem and because he couldn't hack it, and someone who actually was in deployed environments, living overseas, actually leading units in deployed scenarios, in real-world environments, and also in peacekeeping missions as well. So, so that's the experience I bring to the table. And also as an attorney, I said as an attorney, someone who didn't just graduate from law school, but someone who actually has real-world experience representing businesses, individuals, families, corporations for 20-plus years and has an extensive record of trial experience. So I say that because it's important. It's important because there are a lot of guys out there who like to say that I'm this and I'm that and whatever. And I will never, I will never, and I have never ever tried to represent that I was something that I was not or ever try to, to claim accolades for things I did not do. But this is who I am. This is what I do. And you need to know it. And I'm going to give you the lessons that I have learned from having been in these positions for well over 25 years. So this is important. This is important. Six leadership principles. I put together this list based on the actual experience I had just from living life and being in leadership positions. And there are many, many, many lists of leadership traits, lists of leadership uh, principles, qualities that you should have. And all those are fine. All of those are valid. But at some point, I wanted to distill those things that I thought were the most important, that had the most paramount importance, so that you can put your own spin on these things. And let me tell you something else. Leadership and being in positions of authority, it's one of those things that you can't really read a book about it. You can't really listen to a podcast about it. Those things help, and I hope my podcasts help, and I hope that what I say here helps. But at the end of the day, you actually have to be in these positions in order to really extract the maximum lessons from uh, about what it is to, what it means to be a leader. You have to actually be there. and so. But I think if you at least hear these things from me before you actually uh, put yourself in these positions, it'll mean more to you. I may not be able to completely train you up to that position where you can be hitting the ground running, but what I can do is I can plant the seeds. I can plant the seeds so that when you are in those situations, when you find yourself in those leadership situations, you can say to yourself, I remember. I remember what Quintus said. I remember what he said about this. And even after you finish that leadership position, and if you listen to this podcast again, it will mean more to you. This is what leadership is like. It's aggregate. It's aggregate. It builds on itself. It builds over time. It takes years. So don't feel bad. Don't feel lost. Don't feel overwhelmed. If you don't get everything 
or if everything does not sink in, it's not meant to. Because, you know, when I before I got myself in these situations, it didn't sink in really to me either. I mean, I listened to what other people said. I took in what other, what other people said. But let's face it, until your ass is in the hot seat, it really isn't going to resonate, is it? It really isn't going to resonate because until your ass is in the hot seat, until you're that one that needs to make the call, until you're that one who is in the middle of the storm, you're not going to understand. You're not going to understand. And no amount of words from me or from anyone else is going to change that. But we can help. We can help. We can help cushion the blow, the shock. We can help you process what you're experiencing. And we can help you in your after action report and after action notes that you take once you leave a position. So let's start off leadership principle number one, know your stuff, know your stuff, know your job, know your job. That is the number one, the most important thing that I think out of everything, out of anything, know your job, know your position, know your shit, know your shit. Because if you know, if you know what you're doing, if you know your job, that will impart confidence in you. That will impart confidence and people will see that confidence. And even if you're a rookie, even if you're green, other people will sense that and they'll give you the benefit of the doubt. If you're leading a group of people, there's nothing that they want more than someone in command who knows what the fuck he's doing. What they don't want is someone there who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. That's the difference. That's the difference. So even if you're green, even if you neglect everything else, at the very minimum, please, pretty please, with sugar on top, know your shit, know your stuff, know what you're doing. Now, I understand when you first begin a position that you are new to, that you do not know, you may not know everything. You may not know everything. You're not going to know everything, but you can at least show that you're interested. You can at least show that you're trying to learn. You can at least have some degree of technical and tactical proficiency. That's the difference. And believe me, people can pick up on it. If you don't know what the fuck you're doing, and if you don't care, people will pick up on that in 30 seconds, maybe even three seconds, and you're done. You're done. You've lost all credibility. So the number one thing, if you're in school, if you're learning to be whatever, if you're learning to be a uh, engineer in an oil rig somewhere, or you're learning to be a nuclear engineer in some plant somewhere, or you're learning to be a horticulture expert in a vineyard, whatever, whatever, know that job, learn that job, learn the nomenclature, learn the knowledge, learn the technical aspects of that job, forwards, backwards, up and down, side to side, whatever way you can, because the more you know, the more people are going to pick up on that. And the more that knowledge can be integrated into the OJT, the on-the-job training that you get when you arrive there. Knowing your job, you've got to know your job, because when the shit hits the fan, people want to have someone who knows what the fuck he's doing. And they don't care... At that point, they're not going to really care how you tie your tie, how you button your shirt, how you part your hair. You better know what you're doing. So number one, know your stuff. Know your stuff because that will impart confidence. And when you feel confident, when you feel confident, that is a product of knowing your job and knowing what you're doing. That will radiate outwards. All right, number two, lead from the front. 
lead from the front. All that bullshit about uh, the leader should be a little bit back and hang back and kind of protect himself and not see what's going on. I say bullshit, bullshit to that. You have to lead from the front. And that means you have to be visible. You have to be visible. People need to see you. People need to see that you're there. People need to see that you're engaged. People see. People need to see that you are willing to assume the risks, that you are in the trench with them, that you are right there with your nose to the grindstone just as much as anyone else is. You've got to lead from the front. You cannot, you cannot ask anyone to do something if you are not willing to be there with them and to be leading from the front and being visible. It's, you know, it sounds, you know, you may hear this, oh, it sounds common sense, but it isn't common sense. It is not. It is not. When, you know, any of these state, how many of these state governors over the past few weeks have gotten out of their mansions and actually gone around to each of their states and toured each county in their state and toured, toured each major city in their state just to see what's going on, just to apprise themselves of the situation, just to see uh, uh, just to make contact with their people and to ask them how they're doing. Sometimes a little bit of concern will go a long way. Sometimes a little bit of emotional engagement will go a long way. You've got to be there. You've got to be in the trench with them. They have to know that you're there putting your ass on the line just as much as they are. And if you're a practicing attorney, your client needs to see that as well. Your client needs to see that just like your men need to see that if you are leading men in the field. Number three, you have to do everything that you ask someone else to do. You have to do everything you ask others to do. You have to share risks. You have to share risks. So what that means is it comes down to not just doing what I say, but doing what I do. Doing not, don't just do what I say, do what I do. People need to see that you're not full of shit. People need to see that you're willing to pick up a shovel and if a trench needs to be dug or if a ditch needs to be dug, you're willing to uh, shovel spoon, shovel uh, earth along with everybody else. They need to see that. It's absolutely critical. Nobody likes that candy ass or, or aristocratic type of officer or attorney who's afraid to get his hands dirty. You need to be returning phone calls. If you're an attorney, you need to be returning phone calls. You need to be available, okay, at, at, as often as it takes. You need to be there. They need to know that you're sharing their risks, just like in any other corporate scenario, government scenario, or whatever. People need to know that you are willing to do anything you ask someone else to do. Otherwise, you have zero credibility. Zero. Zero. All right, number four. You need to behave and to interact appropriately with your people. Now, this is not something that I find is very well understood these days. It comes back to fraternization. It comes back to fraternization with your people. Okay, and let me put it even more bluntly and more directly. You're not there to be your people's fucking buddy. You're not there to be their buddy. You're not there to be their friend. You're not, there, you're not there to be their drinking buddy. You're there to lead them. You are there to lead them, not to be their fucking drinking buddy. So you don't try to schmooze up to your men or to your people and try to join them or become one of them. You have to keep somewhat of a professional distance. 
you have to keep somewhat of, of a professional distance. You have to maintain somewhat of a professional deportment in your bearing, in the clothes you wear, in the demeanor you adopt. Now, this is a very fine line to walk, and I have to be very careful about how I say this because there's always some stupid fucking idiot out there who's always going to say, well, you just said that you have to be willing to share. That's true. But I'm also saying there's also another side to that is you have to be willing to share the burdens and the risks with your people. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you become one of them. You have to somehow find a way to maintain a professional distance so that you are not lowering those, those, those difficult to, to perceive, but yet nevertheless present boundaries between commander and commanded. Your men don't want you to be their buddy. They don't want you to be their buddy. They already have enough buddies. They already have enough buddies. They have enough girlfriends. They don't need you as another one. What they need is a leader. You are there to lead. You are there to inspire. You are there to solve problems. You are there to be the voice of appeal that they can go to if they have a problem. You are not there to be their buddy. And you know, I find in this informal world that we live in, this candy ass chicken shit world that we live in, everybody wants to be somebody else's fucking buddy. Everybody wants to be somebody's buddy. Parents want to be buddies to their kids. Bosses want to be buddies to their employees. Officers now seem to be want to be buddies with their men. Doesn't work like that. Does not work like that. Does not work like that. And believe me, there's nothing. I am not saying that you need to be aloof. I am not. In fact, I'm saying I'm specifically saying not to be aloof. That doesn't mean you act like an aristocrat. It doesn't mean that you act aloof. It doesn't mean that you are not there when people need to speak to you. But what it does mean is that you have to maintain a professional distance because command, a critical part of command, there has to be a perception, is perception. There has to be a perception that you in some ways are someone that is a, 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 a authority figure that can be appealed to if need be. So understand that. And this is a difficult point. This is not this is not the type of leadership principle that I can really describe in great detail. It has to be lived. It can't really be described. But everyone listening to this podcast who's been uh, an officer, who's been in charge of a section of a unit, knows what I'm talking about when I say this. Okay? There's too many lax pricks out there. There's too many informal dorks. Too much lowering of, of barriers and boundaries that should be there, that are based on respect, that help engender respect. You are not there to fraternize with people. You are there to lead them. You are there to lead them. Understand the difference. Understand the difference. All right. And number five. Let's go on to number five here. Share your knowledge. You have to share your knowledge. Part of being the job as part of being a leader or being the attorney and, and, and having clients is you've got to be a, you've got to share your knowledge. You have to be a teacher. You have to be that scholar and teacher. You have to impart your knowledge. You have to communicate what you know in an intelligible, accessible way to your people so that they will respect you and they know that you care. You have to share your knowledge. Knowledge does not do any good if it is not shared. If you can't share your knowledge, if you can't impart your knowledge, if you can't pass on knowledge, what fucking good are you? What good are you? You're no good. 
Okay. Knowledge is not there for you to hide it and squirrel it away and act superior and act aloof. Knowledge is there to be shared, to be shared with your people so that they can help accomplish the mission. That is the most important thing. That is the most important thing, which should be at the top of your action list when you are a leader is to accomplish the mission. That's the number one thing. Get the job done. Accomplish the mission. That's what you're there for. Okay, but you've got to share your knowledge. You've got to share your knowledge. And the last thing, number six, number six, the best way I can say this is you need to know how to draw the sword or the hammer when needed. You need to know how to draw the sword or draw the hammer out when it is required. Now, what do I mean by that? What, are, what I mean by that is when you're the leader, when you are the boss, when you are in charge, you will occasionally be challenged. Not always, not often, but it does happen. And no matter what position you are, whether you're an officer, whether you're in charge of a section in a, in a corporation or section as a government or an, an attorney or whatever, you will, your authority will be challenged on occasion. Okay, now if you're doing all these other things right, it will not happen very often. If you're taking care of everything else, this will be very, very rare. And as you get older, it becomes even less frequent. One of the things I noticed as I got older is I, I was challenged much less than, than when I was younger. For some reason, people can sense when you're young, when you're green, they're going to fuck with you a little bit more. Okay, but as you get older, that sense of wisdom, that sense of seasoning, that seasoning, that wisdom, it comes across in your demeanor. But nevertheless, you need to be under, you need to understand that there are times when people will challenge you. And if gentler methods of persuasion fail, if gentler methods of persuasion fail to bring this recalcitrant, recalcitrant uh, uh, individual back into line, if the malfeasor is unable to be brought back into line, then you have to discipline. You have to, you have to correct the situation with speed and with ruthlessness. Sometimes the sword has to come out. Sometimes the hammer has to be has to come out. Sometimes you need to. And when I say that, I'm these are these are metaphors. Okay, metaphors. If you have to body slam someone, you body slam them. If you have to counsel someone, you counsel them. If you have to fire someone, you fire them. If you have to dismiss someone, you dismiss them. You do what you have to do to solve the problem, to restore morale, and to impart a sense of confidence to your group again it comes back to when you have to be ruthless you have to be ruthless and there will come a time in every leader's career when the sword has to come out when mr nice guy when mr nice guy needs to show that he has fangs and that he has claws and the way to do that is you isolate the problem you try to deal with the problem in reasonable ways. And if those reasonable ways fail, then the hammer comes out and comes down on the offender. And you crush them. You crush them and you move on because that's the way leadership works. That's the way leadership works. At the end of the day, they have to know, your people have to know that you have teeth. You have to make an example of people sometimes in the world. You have to make an example. You have to reprimand. You have to body slam. So those are the six leadership traits and principles that I've found to be most useful 
in my life and in my career. And I hope you'll take this podcast to heart. I hope you will internalize these lessons so that when you're in the you're in the position of authority and power, you'll have some idea of knowing what to do. So go get them. <laughs>